Welcome to 5 Star Weekly, it's Kitty Hate Week. Let's catch you up on the week that was before the showdown. Welcome to the show, 5 Star Fam, I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Five Star Fam, here's your opportunity to support the work with voluntary pledges on Patreon. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash ATLUTDFANTV. We have a lot of fun tiers. Join us and check it all out. And we have an exclusive Discord for you as well. Get in there and join us. But let's get into the news. And yes, it's been international pretty much the international break and yes uh you know we have a lot of our biggest players away with their international teams of course miles robinson of course george bello joseph martinez and ronaldo hernandez and uh into some of those results uh the uh usa and el salvador they drew nil nil uh, they also played, USA played Canada to a 1-1 draw. Uh, Robinson, he started the match in both of them, and he was able to, uh, yeah, get a lot of good minutes there. And he's proving why he's deserving those minutes. And also, yeah, I mean, a, uh, you know, I think kind of underrated type of uh, player in the grand scheme of the world transfer market no one's really talking about miles robinson but the feeling is is that they should be because defensively he has been uh yeah if not the best defender on the u.s men's national team in terms of uh yeah just defense wise i mean he has been uh kind of showing out uh to a lot of other degrees too but he also uh yeah was able to lock up Alfonso Davies a little bit as well. Of course, Alfonso Davies with Bayern Munich. Uh, and of course, his MLS days is known quite well around the league. But either way, uh, good to see Robinson get some minutes. Uh, but also, moving on to Venezuela, we have, you know, Jose Martinez. Uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, the actual minutes he started for Venezuela he played 67 minutes Ronald Hernandez he came on as a sub in the second half against Argentina Argentina unfortunately won 3-1 as they are probably the far more talented side uh unfortunately Venezuela also lost to Peru uh and that uh in terms of uh yeah Venezuela they had a red card in the first half uh, and they had 10 men on the field. Hernandez got the start right back, and he played a full match. But, uh, yeah, there will be a match on the 8th for the U.S. men's national team and the 9th for the Venezuelan national team. So uh, the possibility of them being able to play against Orlando, that will be a thing to remain to be seen. But, uh, yeah, it will... Uh, be quite fun in uh, in that regard against Orlando with a shortened squad, but uh, we'll get into that in our match preview later on the show. But 
Uh, getting into some uh, updated transfer rumors, Fabrizio Romano, the transfer guru, he gave an update about Thiago, Thiago Almeida. Uh, definitely still one for the future, he wrote, uh, and he said, United are still planning to sign him in January after the deal collapsed last July due to visa issues. Contacts will restart soon in order to complete the agreement for the next window. Inter-rumors were not true. And so, yeah, it looks like uh, Tiago Almeida, talented wonder kid, will still be a transfer target in the winter transfer window. But, uh, yeah, you know, do you guys like Tiago Almeida? Do you guys think he would be a good transfer? Obviously, maybe one of our DPs would have to probably have to go. Or uh, one of the younger DPs maybe would have to be bought down. We'll see. But either way, uh, you know, he's a very talented player. And, you know, should we take a flyer on another kid? That's maybe the thing. That's maybe why a... Uh, Araujo was brought in, maybe we get that balance of, you know, kind of the more established talent with the younger wonder kid. But, uh, moving on from that, we have a new Atlanta United pup. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, of course, uh, Spike, he uh, will no longer be a uh, service dog. And he developed a medical condition that essentially forbids him uh, on a technicality from becoming a full-fledged service dog. But uh, he gets to retire early and become just a regular house pet, which uh, ain't too bad either. I mean, you know, uh, to be a dog uh, reincarnated probably wouldn't be too bad, right? But uh, yeah, the new the new ATL UTD pup. Uh, there was some uh, there was a poll on Twitter. Uh, by LA United that pretty much uh, put it to you and put it to us to see who uh, and what the name was going to be for the new pup. And it will be King, aptly named, of course, after Joseph Martinez. And uh, yeah, the newest addition to the team will be the second pup. And yeah, it will be uh, interesting to see how he, uh, he grows into a service dog uh, and, you know, he is adorable, as you can, uh, you know, as you may have seen already on social media. But, um, you know, that's kind of why the point is. Uh, that's why they're doing it. But it's also, uh, it's a great cause in, uh, you know, pretty much creating some service dogs for some people in need. But let's get into Atlanta United 2. They announced that they had signed uh, last month a uh, Johnny Fortune. We had not uh, talked about that, but. Uh, yeah, 18-year-old, 14 starts with LA United 2 uh, since the 2020 season. And definitely a talented kid, deserves the signing for sure. But uh, yeah, definitely has played against his brother as well in the league too. But uh, yeah, definitely a talented kid and had his first senior team international call-up with Trinidad and Tobago. But uh, yeah. Getting into the match that they just played, they won 1-0 against Indy 11. Uh, they, uh, yeah, on Saturday night, Aiden McFadden, he scored his team-leading seventh goal from a right back, no less. And this was a rocket. And Ben Lungard recorded his second team clean sheet of the season. But, uh, yeah, 
you know, they will return against the Charleston Battery on September 15th. So, let's get into the match preview against Orlando City on Friday. It's at 7 p.m. at the Benz. Uh, hopefully, yeah, if they have that roof open, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a little bit less hot probably at nighttime, but it's still been a scorcher every single time, uh, especially those midday ones where it's just uh, the sun is completely in the supporter section. Lots of people pretty much, uh, yeah, extremely exhausted. But uh, getting into Orlando City, we will take them on for the third time in 2021. We have not had a really good time of it against them lately. Uh, they're really fighting back on the kind of derby part of this um, you know this rivalry but uh, yeah last season they definitely had easily their best season and uh, yeah this season they're doing quite well as well uh, as high as seconds obviously New England Revolution are at first but uh, yeah in terms of Orlando uh, last season they were eliminated in the conference semifinals by New England Revolution 3-1 they finished fourth in the Eastern Conference last season. Uh, their big signing in Alexandro Pato, uh, who was supposed to replace uh, Daryl DK, who was on loan. Uh, well, he unfortunately has been injured for most of the season. And uh, in terms of another key acquisition was Silvestri Van Der Vater, uh, Dutch winger. And already, you know, they had a bunch of good wingers anyway. And now, uh, of course, uh, yeah, they've been, yeah, with a good rotation of uh, talented wingers in that. But uh, key losses in the offseason, Dom Dwyer, he missed most of the 2020 season with injury. And he took his exit this winter. Uh, and Kamal Miller, he departed via the expansion draft to Austin FC. And then quickly was traded to CF Montreal. But uh, yeah. You know, Orlando City, they're a, they have a deep and talented central midfield. They have six deep collection of wingers. And yeah, it's really at this point now, uh, you know, if uh, with central forward, who is going to score and Daryl DK being back now from his loan. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, they have a pretty talented side and that's pretty annoying, obviously. And pretty much Oscar Pereja who has, yeah, pretty much revitalized this uh, whole club, has them playing very, very good ball. But uh, getting into our last six against them, we are unfortunately winless. They have three wins. We, we have zero wins. There's been three draws between us, 11 goals to our five. But, uh, yeah, you know, they've been in pretty decent form all season. But... Getting into the players to watch, of course, Nani, the former Manchester United player, and uh, yeah, the Portugal star. He has nine goals and seven assists so far this season already, and uh, the 34-year-old looks like he has still plenty left in the tank, unfortunately to our chagrin. But uh, also another player to watch is Mauricio Pereira, midfielder for them. He was one of the breakout stars in 2020, and he's having a good season as well. And at Junior de Almeida, or pretty much uh, Junior Urso, 
He's one of uh, the club's key additions last season, and he's been a good player for them this season as well. But getting into the injuries and availability uh, out for them is Sebastian Mendez on international duty, of course. Also Pato, like we mentioned, and Pedro Galice on international duty, possibly. Uh, but questionable for them, Uri Roselle. Mauricio Pereira and Andres Pereira as well. They are all questionable. Out for us, Emerson Hyman, of course, with his ACL tear. Out still likely is Mo Adams, but questionable as uh, they have trained this week. Uh, Alan Franco, Franco Ibarra, Santiago Sosa have all uh, trained a little bit and Jake Mulraney. But uh, will they take a part? We will see. But uh, and on international duty, Joseph Martinez, Ronald Hernandez, Miles Robinson, and George Bellow. Uh, they, you know, whether they get back in time, it will be rem it will remain to be seen, essentially. But getting into the predicted starting eleven, and uh, for me, it's going to be a really difficult one to pick. I mean, will we go with three men in the back? Will we go with four men in the back? I think. We're going to have to get with a little bit more uh, solidity in the back because our midfield is so light. There's uh, very few players, so we might just have to uh, kind of beef it up with the three-man in the back. And so for me, the three-man in the back are Franco, if he is... Uh, no, sorry, Campbell, if, he, uh, if Franco cannot take part. But if not, then Franco is in. Uh, I would say also Walks would also be in there. And then uh, Alex DeJohn, unfortunately, maybe. Uh, we don't really maybe necessarily want to see that as a starter. But, uh, you know, uh, either one of Alan Franco or Alex DeJohn would be in there. And then Lennon and Ambrose as the wingbacks. Uh, as, yeah, George Bello probably will not be able to take part. In that two-man midfield, I think I have Sadich and Marcelino Moreno playing as those two. Uh, Moreno's been really, really uh, on fire. He's been a player that uh, has shown that he has the ability to be able to play as one of the two central midfielders. And then, uh, yeah, that will be the tough part. I mean, uh, yeah, we do have Goos, of course, uh, starting between the sticks, but... Uh, you know, it's going to be difficult to see who's going to be, uh, you know, up top. As we may not have Jose Martinez, will we go with false nine? Will we maybe start somebody else? I think, uh, yeah, this might tell the tale a little bit. Uh, so Jake Mulraney, I think, will get the start if he can take part. And then also Ezekiel Barco as the, uh, the guys that will be creating from the wing. And then up top... I think we'll have Araujo uh, as our false nine, or you know maybe as you know the striker uh, kind of outright, and we'll see what he can do. Obviously, not ideal, but uh, you know in lieu of not really having uh, you know a real seasoned guy that can be putting the ball in the back of the net, I think uh, Araujo has been very hungry and wants to score very badly. Uh, I think, yeah. Starting Kubo, uh, yeah, maybe not that inspiring. Uh, Eric Lopez also uh, hasn't exactly, you know, torn it up as a center forward. And then 
Uh, Jackson Conway maybe just a little too green for this one. So I think Aruju will be our starter at central, uh, at our, as our central striker uh, for this match. But uh, getting into the uh, match facts, uh, there have been under two and a half goals scored in LA United's past uh, five home games, and that's not too great unfortunately uh so yeah it could be a low scoring match uh and uh in terms of orlando they have failed to win their last nine away matches so yeah i think it kind of bodes well a little bit uh so we'll see what can happen but let's get into the score prediction then so i think I think it's a 1-1 draw. Uh, LA United will be fairly fresh, but a little bit depleted. Uh, but I think we'll be able to pull out a result against Orlando City. And unfortunately, yeah, we will go another season without having beaten Orlando City. But uh, yeah, I think this would be a lot better of a result than the alternatives so far this season. But... Let us know what you think is going to happen in the comments below. But guys, that's pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, should Gonzalo Pineda be graded on Friday's match and result? As it is a bit of a wash, uh, he's got a lot of starters out. It's going to be a difficult task in playing the second, uh, you know, the number two team in the Eastern Conference. So... You know, let us know what you think in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and ratings so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.